Welcome back, everybody. This is Rick Pettigrew with a sneak peek at our top news stories from this past week of Archaeologica. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site, Archaeoseek. A new DNA analysis from the Swahili coast of East Africa tends to support the local tradition that the Swahili descend from Persian princes who arrived in medieval times. A 6,000-year-old copper fish hook unearthed in Israel probably served to catch sharks. New evidence appears to show that Native Americans were riding horses by the early 17th century, much earlier than previously accepted. And a Roman trash pit in a former quarry in Brittany has yielded some impressive remains, including a naked Venus statue. Thanks to everyone supporting our subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have hundreds of titles you can binge upon on Roku. Please help us spread the word. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Our tour program, TAC Tours, will continue this year, including a tour of Viking sites in Denmark in late May. The link to our tour program is at archaeologychannel.org tours. And now here's Laura Kennedy with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day. Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy, and these are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for the week of March 26th through April 1st, 2023. We begin this week in East Africa, where genetic research has revealed new insights into the origins and history of the Swahili people. As reported by Fizz.org, the work was carried out by anthropologist Chaparuka Kusimba of the University of South Florida in partnership with Harvard University geneticists, and included analysis of DNA from 80 Swahili individuals who lived as long ago as 800 years. The new data set includes the oldest DNA yet discovered from the Swahili civilization. The Swahili coast region stretches roughly from Somalia in the north to Tanzania in the south, and also includes parts of Kenya, Malawi, and the Indian Ocean archipelagos of Zanzibar and the Comoros. Medieval Swahili people in city-states such as Mombasa and Zanzibar were renowned as traders, exporting goods such as ivory, gold, ebony, sandalwood, and slaves across the Indian Ocean to as far away as India. They also were among the first practitioners of Islam among sub-Saharan people. Swahili oral tradition holds that they are the descendants of Persian princes. The results of the study support this story, at least in part. While the part about the prince cannot be confirmed, Persian descent is clear. The genetic evidence shows that many Swahili people came from intermarriage between Persian men and local African women. Evidence for these unions begins around AD 1000. Despite the intermarriage, the descendants spoke an African language. This and the traditionally matriarchal character of Swahili society suggest that the African women had crucial, if not leading, roles in these partnerships. It may have been that local trading families used these marriages to cement trading links abroad. While the majority of the genetic markers are Persian, there is also evidence of intermarriage with Indian and Arab men. The Swahili's Persian origins have been debated for centuries, sometimes challenged by other Africans in particular, who contended that the usually wealthier and more cosmopolitan Swahili invented their overseas origins to claim higher social standing. 
According to Kusimba, his next step in the research is to gather more DNA to create a larger sample size, allowing analysis of a broader, more diverse population. The work is published in the journal Nature. Our second story comes from Israel, where archaeologists have found a 6,000-year-old copper fish hook that was likely used to catch sharks. As reported by the Times of Israel, the fish hook is two and a half inches long by one and a half inches wide and made from perfectly preserved copper. Copper was a new technology in the Neolithic period when the hook was made. Most fish hooks from the era were made of bone. According to Dr. Yael Abadi Rice, a senior researcher and excavator in the Southern District for the Israel Antiquities Authority, the shape and size of the hook is typical for small sharks or large tuna, although tuna is less common in the region where the hook was found. Archaeologists found the hook during a 2018 survey along the Mediterranean coast on the outskirts of Ashkelon, a city that was built on top of an ancient seaport of the same name. Previously, archaeologists had recorded only Roman and Byzantine occupation at the site. The region around Ashkelon was an agricultural hub from the 1st to the 7th century AD, and wine and olive oil were exported from the port of Ashkelon throughout the Mediterranean. The excavators were unaware of an even older village underneath the site until they investigated prior to the construction of a new neighborhood. Archaeologists do not believe that fishing was a large part of daily life for these ancient inhabitants, because few fish bones occur in the refuse areas, and analysis of ceramic vessels did not reveal any remnants of fish. Catching and eating shark was probably an infrequent but special activity. The oldest fishing hooks that have ever been discovered are made of bone, date back to around 42,000 years ago, and were found in East Timor in 2005. Their size suggests they were also used on tuna-sized fish. Next, we go to the United States, where interdisciplinary research has added new detail to the story of horses in North America. The team, led by researchers from the University of Colorado Boulder, includes investigators from 15 countries and multiple Native American nations. As reported by ScienceDaily.com, the team examined about two dozen sets of horse remains found at sites from New Mexico to Kansas. The researchers drew on archaeozoology, radiocarbon dating, DNA sequencing, and other tools to unearth how and when the horses first arrived in various regions of today's United States. The results show that indigenous people were likely riding and raising horses as far north as Idaho and Wyoming by at least the first half of the 17th century. This was mere decades after the animals arrived in the Americas on Spanish boats, showing how quickly local groups took to these useful steeds and moved, bred, and traded them. European records from the colonial period tended to offer a later date for the spread of horses in the American West. Many scholars suggested that Native American communities didn't begin caring for horses until after the Pueblo Revolt of 1680, when Pueblo people in what is today New Mexico temporarily overthrew Spanish rule, releasing European livestock in the process. For the new assessment, the team began by collecting as much data as they could on horse remains from across North America. 
DNA evidence, for example, suggests that most indigenous horses had descended from Spanish horses, with British horses becoming more common from 1700 on. The archaeologists were especially interested in the remains of a five- or six-month-old foal dug up from the Black's Fork of the Green River in Wyoming in the 1990s. The team discovered that the animal had a partially healed skull fracture, potentially from being kicked by another horse. When it died sometime later of unknown causes, people buried it in a ceremonial fashion alongside three coyotes. The study's analysis showed that the foal was born locally. The remains of this horse, along with several others from the study, also seem to date back to around the turn of the 17th century, decades before the start of the Pueblo Revolt. How animals like it arrived in Wyoming isn't clear, but it's likely that Europeans weren't involved in their initial transport. According to the study's co-author, Carlton Shield Chief Gover of the University of Indiana, who is a member of the Pawnee Nation of Oklahoma, indigenous people will not be surprised by the results. The study is published in the journal Science. Our final story brings us to the French city of Rennes in northwest France, where archaeologists have discovered a wealth of ancient and medieval artifacts in a former Roman quarry and trash pit. As reported by LiveScience.com, archaeologists worked just outside the boundary of the ancient city to investigate a Roman-era quarry site more than six and a half feet deep. The pit had been excavated out in stages nearly 2,000 years ago to produce slabs of stone. The Romans preferred to build in stone and developed quarries all over the Mediterranean. At Rennes, when the stone was used up in the 2nd century AD, the abandoned quarry became a trash dump. By the medieval period, during the 14th and 15th centuries, the Rennes quarry was completely filled in. Within the old pit, archaeologists found not only trash, but the remains of wooden buildings, ovens and wells that had been built in the pit as it filled in. The structures, features, and associated artifacts suggest the site was reused for craft production. Later remains include an underground plumbing pipe from the 1600s, which ran under a boarding school for girls and brought water to the city of Rennes. Artifacts from the Roman period include many fragments of pots and plates, coins, and pins to fasten clothing, as well as several terracotta statuettes, including two depicting Venus. In addition to the stash of artifacts dating back centuries, the Wren Quarry is important for what it can tell archaeologists about stone quarrying tools and techniques, as well as the organization and management of a Roman town. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, be sure to check out our new subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week. This has been the audio news from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the audio news by clicking on the Share This link on our audio news webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by. Thank you.